A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast, your one-stop shop for wedding inspiration and information. And today we're tackling a subject that is always the source of much controversy and often a lot of head scratching on the part of the engaged couple as well, children at weddings. In this episode, we're aiming to answer the most frequently asked questions on this topic, like whether you should invite children to your wedding at all, how to break the news to parents if they're not invited and how to keep the little ones occupied if they're going to be there on the day. I feel like I have so much to add to this conversation because every time I go on radio to discuss weddings, I get angry texts in asking me <laughs> about this topic, either from parents who aren't allowed to bring their children or couples who've been asked by parents if they can bring their children repeatedly yes. after they said they can't. So I know this is a bit of a tense issue for a lot of people. Yeah, I don't think I know a single couple who haven't encountered this whatever decision they made or however they did it encountered some kind of issue on it yeah it's a tricky water to navigate so that's why we've dedicated a whole episode to it one fab day expert wedding tips we are on a two-woman mission to make the wedding planning process as smooth as possible for our listeners and that starts here with our weekly nugget of wisdom it's claire's turn to rustle up a useful tip So Claire, what have you got? So this came to me from a real bride I was chatting to during the week who suggested assigning a photo manager with a list of all of the group shots um, for your wedding and he'll like run off and gather all the people. So this could be a bridesmaid or a groomsman but generally they're going to be required to be in the photos and they'll probably be like busy fixing their hair or making sure their lipstick is okay or whatever. Mm. So it's good of someone who's maybe on the periphery a little bit who'll run off and grab like all the people from college you want a shot with or, you know, all the aunties or whatever it needs to be. A lot of photographers will ask you for a shot list, but on the day and in the moment, someone needs to run off and grab those people and someone also kind of needs to keep it in mind at my sister's wedding we just forgot to get a photo with my husband we had the family shots and he wasn't in any of them I know and afterwards one of our clever photoshoppy friends photoshopped him in and it looks kind of like a guardian angel in the corner of the photo but he's in oh my god can we please put that in the post (laughs) about this episode but yeah it was kind of stressful that we didn't have a photo with him initially and my mum was really upset that we hadn't got a photo with them so in order to avoid any kind of mishaps, like some people say, oh, I never got a photo with my dad or I never got a photo with like all my gal pals. So assigning someone whose job it is to make sure that happens is a good idea. Yeah, obviously your photographer will look out for you on this front 
to a certain extent but we're talking about someone who will go into the ladies toilets even if they're not supposed to be in there and yeah. be like Sandra where are you supposed to be right now <laughs> out in the lawn that's where I think I'd be good at this you'd be really good <laughs> clearly I've been practicing my whole life you've previously been a hen narc so now you can be the photo narc too yeah it's always valuable to have those wedding narc volunteers I think <laughs> the one fab day wedding podcast Today we're discussing children at weddings, a subject that everyone seems to have very strong views on. Many parents love an excuse to have a night off from their kids, while others get very upset if their children are left off the wedding invitation. And while lots of engaged couples are delighted to have little ones running around, others are determined to have a more adult kind of party. And as always on this show, there are no hard and fast rules about what's acceptable. We're simply here to help you figure out whether you want to invite children to your wedding, how to discuss the topic with your guests, and if you end up inviting kids along, how to make it a more enjoyable day for them. So we want to start with the all-important question of, should I invite children to my wedding? And in an effort to help you discover your feelings on this, we've created a handy list of pros and cons. Yes. So should we tackle the pros of inviting children to your wedding first? Yes, let's do it. So the first one is it gives parents the most freedom. So it obviously gives them the option to bring their children to your wedding. But it's worth remembering that they also have the option to leave them at home as well. Yes, Uh, largely family members are happy to have the children invited. So that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, This isn't the kind of option that's going to hopefully create a lot of conflict no we'll be dealing with those options <laughs> later um yeah this also means that you don't have to worry about having the awkward chat with the guests all you really have to do if you are having kids to the wedding is put their names in the invitation and that's all you have to do to communicate it it's very important to remember that kids look adorable in formal wear yeah and they'll look gorgeous in the photos yeah yeah and they can add a really fun spontaneous vibe to a wedding yeah which is only a pro if that's the kind of vibe you're after. Yes, but I do enjoy like a three-year-old on a dance floor. Yeah, yeah. Those photos are often my favourites. <laughs> so what about the cons of inviting children to your wedding? Obviously, depending on their age, most weddings aren't really designed for kids. Yeah, I have to say that a lot of weddings will be boring for children. As in the wedding you have in your mind might actually be kind of dull for especially a young kid. So unless you're planning a very outdoorsy garden party, lawn games, entertainment-y kind of wedding, the wedding you've got in mind might not really be up their alley. Yeah, and you might end up having to adjust some elements of your wedding if you have a lot of kids. So maybe you'll have to have a shorter ceremony or shorter speeches and you may have to change up the catering. Yeah, you might not be able to have a tasting menu eight courses long if you've got kids coming. That sounds delicious. Uh, Also, we should say that not all wedding venues are child friendly. Like obviously the venues in most circumstances will be able to accommodate kids. But think about, for example, a big giant country house with loads of stairs and loads of open spaces and antique furniture that's very heavy. Fireplaces and all sorts of You maybe don't want to have 12 toddlers in that environment. Fair. Um, more guests, whether they're tall ones or little ones, mm. are more expensive. So if you've got a lot of kids in your family and friend circle, that will add up. It's going to cost you. And uh, if you have capacity restrictions, just keep in mind that children might end up occupying a large section of the guest list. So inviting all the children of your friends, for example, might mean that you just can invite less friends and you might have to strike a lot of adult guests off the list. Yes. And again, it's key to remember that if 
parents have their children with them, they're going to be a little bit distracted. They may find it hard to enjoy the day themselves. Yeah, that's worth keeping in mind, definitely. So let's move on to an adult-only wedding. Now, at this point, I want to say that I've, in my research, found the phrase child-free wedding. And I don't like using that because I feel like it sounds like you went to the garden centre and got some kind of anti-child <laughs> pellets yes. and scattered them around yeah, your like wedding. The like head witch and witches. You're trying to get I, rid I, of all the children. I, yeah, I found a few sites where it said that you should put in your invitation we're having a child-free wedding and I just thought that sounded a bit roll dal. Yeah. So I'm going to go with adult, adult only. only. sounds like a bit debaucherous and sophisticated, like yeah. an adults only resort. A bit like raucous and fun. Yes. Yeah. So that's the phrase I'm going with Do for it. context. So if you're having an adult only wedding, some of the pros include you can have basically whatever kind of celebration you want. You don't have to yes. factor in the kids requirements. Yeah. And obviously lots of the parents will be delighted with the night off. It's probably going to save you a bit of money in that you don't have to pay for the kids meals. And you will obviously have a lot more room to have all of your adult pals on the guest list if you don't have to make room for the kids table. So now the cons of having an adult only wedding. This is the big one. Some guests who have children simply may not be able to attend your wedding. It's worth remembering that. Yeah, of course. Some people, for whatever reason, won't be able to leave their children. And that's something that you'll kind of have to take hand in hand with having a adult only wedding. Yeah. Particularly if you're having a destination wedding or you've lots of guests traveling from abroad, you may be putting them in an awkward position. And you probably will have to have an awkward conversation or two with some of your guests because they might ask you why children aren't invited or they might make a comment about it. So you should be expecting that yes. if that's the decision you've made. Yeah. And the last con of having an adult only wedding is no little flower girls or page boys. Unless you get one of your adult guests I to dress up as a flower girl. Yes, I love a granny flower girl. They're so cute. If you haven't seen the granny flower girls on our Instagram account, you have to go on. I think They're we've so shared it like three times. I think we actually found two different people oh, who've done it. Yeah, so there's it. two sets on there. They're Please adorable. Do that soon. So obviously to every rule, there are variations. So many couples decide to invite children of immediate family members. So I think that's the most common. You might just have your nieces and nephews. Um, And that's a good compromise that works well. Yeah, a compromise that I don't feel is as straightforward and has a few more complications is when you invite children to the ceremony and not the reception. Because how practical this is for the parents on your guest list really depends on so many factors, like the location of the venue, how old the kids are the kind of ceremony you have planned so just really think that one through if you're considering it and maybe have a chat with the parents involved about the logistics it's always a good shout to ring up the parents who you're particularly close to and just say listen uh, how would you feel about this yeah so let's say you've decided you're not inviting children to your wedding how do you go about (laughs) breaking the news yeah well the good news is you've nothing to do except communicate this fact to your guests. Yes. The bad news is that this is really tricky. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people just go straight for like, I'll just invite the parents. So I'll just say to John and Mary, you're invited to the wedding, not mention the children and hope they get the hint. Yeah. Whereas I am a stickler for putting it in clear mm. language on the invitation. I know loads of people who have done that thing where they've just addressed the invitation to let's say John and Mary and not mentioned anything about children not being invited and then the kids turn up or else they get a message being like I'm a bit confused about whether our children are coming or not so I suggest that you add a line on your invitation that clarifies the situation so I've made a few examples that you can use 
So let's say you could put, please note that this invitation is extended to adults only. You could also say, we are having an adult only wedding. We hope this advance notice means that you're able to share our big day and will enjoy having the evening off. Or you could also say something like, due to restrictions at the venue, we can only accommodate children of immediate family at our wedding. You should write invitations for a living. You're very good at it. Well, I have a post (laughs) where I have done that. So you might say that that's why I'm so experienced. We will link it in the show notes. (laughs) We will. Either way, however you decide to communicate it for your in-person conversations, it's good to have a one-liner on why you've chosen not to have children at your wedding. Yeah, I think it's good in this scenario to prepare for someone who's going to A, call you up about it, B, message you, C, make a smart comment a few drinks in at Christmas and And sometimes it's not the person you expect. Yeah, it might be someone who's like really on the periphery who you're kind of thinking, oh, I didn't think they would feel entitled to bring their children as opposed to my sister or brother-in-law or whoever. Yeah. So the one liner that I really like that we always say is you could blame the venue. The mm-hmm. venue won't mind being blamed. You can say something like, oh, yeah, I know it's really awkward. We really wanted kids to be there. But actually, uh, the venue have these really strict capacity uh, guidelines and we just couldn't make it work. Yeah. The thing that worries a lot of couples, though, is saying it's Nettles only wedding when they might have maybe two or three nieces and nephews there. I think there's very few parents who won't understand the fact that you had your very close children in your lives there, but you didn't want an extended group of children. Because obviously that changes the vibe of your wedding dramatically. And having like your one niece there is very different to having like 20 kids running around. Absolutely. I think embrace the rules on this one. So... Uh, an exception to a rule is only immediate family kids yeah that's a really good one and that's a really clear line for everyone and no one's going to be confused about who's that kid they'll figure it out it's immediate family and the thing is it'll be on your wedding day before they realize that a couple of kids did make the list they're not going to say anything yeah what can they do at that point yeah um i want to highlight as well a really big exception to the rule another one which is breastfeeding babies very very young babies babies who are nursing yeah I think they should be considered completely in a different category to older children. Um, They're only we. They're only we. And if you haven't had kids, you might not know. But basically, it's really, really hard for new parents to leave their babies when they're really small. Yeah. And it probably means they won't be able to come to your wedding. And the other thing to remember as well is that if you allow those babies to come, I mean, it's not going to be a thousand babies. It's probably going to be one, (laughs) maybe two. Um. Other parents will understand. They yeah. will go, well, I would have exactly been in the same position myself when my kids were small and I would have known I had to either bring yeah. the kid or not come. Yeah. And another thing to say on that topic is that if you have a guest and you've said to them, oh, listen, um, it's okay for you to bring your little newborn, they are going to not probably end up at the wedding for that long. The baby isn't yeah. going to be there for the whole day. That's not practical for the parents. Yeah. So it's going to work out pretty well for everyone. Yeah. So you can still send out your regular adult only invitation, but maybe just drop them a text or leave a little note with the invitation. A friend of mine just had her second baby and she was never going to bring her older child to the wedding, but she had a little note from the couple to say if they wanted to bring the younger baby because they knew that she'd be much harder for them to leave and she really appreciated that she still left the baby with her granny because she was like I'm out 
for a night out. Yeah, But she really loved that that was an option. Yeah, definitely give them the option. And I think it's just important to treat those parents as slightly different to parents of older children. You might not think about that um, when you're just making your guest list. Yeah. It's a good exception to remember. Yeah. I think maybe anyone under nine months, I'm not really sure. It depends not okay with on babiness. The, the baby itself and the parents and whether they're yeah. being breastfed or whether they're in crash already. There's a lot of elements at play. So if yeah. you're not sure, maybe ask yes. the parents. No, no mind. Um, being consulted. Yeah, exactly. They will appreciate it actually. Another thing you can do is consider inviting kids to day two if your day yes. two bash is going to be appropriate. Yes, for friends kids. of ours did that recently and it was really nice because the day two had a much more relaxed vibe and having children there actually made it really lovely. And we all wanted to see the babies that were new in the group. So yeah. it was a great excuse for us all to have a little cuddle. Yes. And I also would say that if you think it might be useful, you could research some nearby babysitting services and add that maybe onto your wedding website or if you have a big sheet of FAQs or something in your invitation. Yeah, in the same way as it's thoughtful to add a bunch of taxi companies Mm. or local accommodation, it just shows your guests that you've thought about them and you haven't been careless in your decision to not have children at the wedding. You're aware they have children. You're aware that it's sometimes an issue to leave them. And here's some options to maybe help. Them yeah, with that. so that one works if you think, for example, it would be practical for some of the parents to bring their children as far as wherever the wedding is, but not on the wedding day. So if yes. they're coming to day two or if it's a weekend away in the country, let's say, you yeah. think, oh, well, you know what, they could bring them and then have the babysitters for yeah. just the five hours that they're at the ceremony and drinks yeah. and meal. It's worth keeping in mind that anyone with children tends to have a plan for how they're looked after when they're not around. Absolutely. So even though you might think, oh, am I causing a big headache for everyone? These people will probably have a babysitter or a family member or someone who always looks after their kids when they require babysitting. So don't worry about it too much. They'll have a tried and tested solution already. Yeah. And if you're in a position where, let's say, there aren't that many kids in the group, if there's only one or two parents who you're actually trying to accommodate, it might be easier to just have two separate chats with those two groups, those two families and test it out. But our more blanket rules are for people who know that if they added kids into the mix, that would be an extra 30 or 40 people. Yes. Which often happens. Absolutely. So if you are going to have children at your wedding, obviously that's something that needs to be thought about and managed a little bit. So we have some tips across some various sections of the wedding. So ceremony first, I would say think about where the kids are going to sit and their parents. Yes. So even if it's a church wedding or even if it is a ceremony space, it's very loose and cool and hip either way I think it's a good idea to see parents of young kids kind of in the aisle somewhere so they can make a quick escape if the baby is having a little bit of a moment yes it should also maybe think about the length of your ceremony so keep it short ideally um because obviously children will get bored and then maybe start to act up a bit if they're sitting there for an hour or more yeah I know you can't tailor your ceremony to children but it's just worth remembering that certain formal ceremonies religious ceremonies are just going to be difficult for a young child to sit through whereas let's say if you have planned a 30 minute secular ceremony that's more music and readings and entertainment then it actually is you know big passages of scripture yeah children will probably do better with that and it's also a nice part of the day to get them involved in whatever way absolutely so yeah it's worth thinking about that too in terms of entertainment then i've heard some couples say that they've hired a children's entertainer for 
like the drinks reception-y bit. Like. That's a nice idea for just even giving the parents a bit of a breather mm. so that they can kind of mingle and have a drink and have a chat. Yeah, and then they'll probably be ready then to kind of watch the kids again during the meal if they've yeah. had like half an hour off while they've been making balloon animals or whatever yes. it is they've been yeah. doing. If the venue has an appropriate space, you could also do something like have a minder in or have maybe put on a movie or something like that yeah yeah that's another time where you could get hire someone maybe that'd get you a good hour and a half a local babysitter (laughs) to put on like Finding Nemo or something do you know what I mean I want to be in that room (laughs) Claire will be in that room She'll mind your kids for free. Oh, no. <laughs> I knew I'll you would backtrack. I'll be in that room with the wine. <laughs> yeah, I knew you'd backtrack once you've realised it was a no-wine zone. Um, if you don't have room in your budget for maybe an entertainer or face painter or whatever, you could just, like, set up a kid's area and maybe have a craft table or, like, a few toys, something like that that's not too messy mm. because you don't want a kid with yellow paint all over her hands running no. at you in your wedding dress. But something like that, maybe a fancy dress box tends to go down yeah, well. Yeah, a pinata I've seen as well. Very popular. Um, in our real weddings on the site, you'll find yeah. some really nice examples. Yeah. Again, talk to the parents. If you don't have kids yourself and you're not sure what'll buy you a good amount of time. That's the thing I've noticed from babysitting is the thing that you think might buy you a half an hour only buys you five minutes. Like, to be honest, so. you could get a big box that a fridge came in and put it in the centre <laughs> of your reception space and the kids would probably yes. love that. Maybe several boxes so they don't fight over it. But you might need to prettify that somewhat. <laughs> yes. Dinner time is obviously something that's a cause of concern when you're serving beef or salmon to a load of little kids. Yeah, so obviously chat to your venue and or caterers and make sure there are kid-friendly options on the menu because kids will just be happier if there's food that they recognise and they're comfortable with. Yeah, definitely, especially if it's a bit of a treat as well. Consider a kid's table, but only if the children are old enough. So obviously you're not going to put a bunch of two-year-olds at a kid's table. I mean, I'd like to see it, but... With a load of 17-year-olds as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just depends on the kids... that are on your guest list and if yes. you happen to have a few cousins who are all like seven to eleven you know it would work well but yes. maybe not for everyone it's a nice idea to provide favors or some kind of age appropriate goodie bag for the kids parents will definitely appreciate that too particularly if there's coloring books or something like that to keep the kids occupied during dinner yeah maybe a like affordable cheap little game that they can play yes a little poly pocket do those still are those still a thing? pricey selena Oh, a cheap version of a Polly Pocket. They're probably like 65 quid. Clearly I, no I haven't idea. bought one in a long time. I haven't bought one since my communion. Oh, the glory days. Oh, it's great. Um, another thing to mention is high chairs need to be provided for small children. Yes, and changing tables for babies. Yes, absolutely. So most venues will have this covered, but it's worth checking with them. Yeah. And if you have the kind of venue where you're basically hiring in a lot of stuff, yeah, you're going to have to do this yourself. It was funny, a friend of mine got married in Dublin and it was a new venue and they didn't have a changing table. So she bought one for my kid to bring to the wedding and just left it there. And we were out for a drink there recently. And she was like, that's the changing table I bought. The venue were still using it. I've heard this loads <laughs> of times. Venues obviously make a killing when uh, yeah. <laughs> people buy expensive equipment to yeah, leave behind. Scoring free changing tables. Babysitting is another area. Now, I've heard some people say that they have organized a babysitter or a childminder to manage the children kind of later in the evening yeah. if they have like a handful of children attending and they've foot the bill for that, which yes. is a nice idea a if really you can afford nice it. Idea. Again, talk to parents. Some parents won't be comfortable with leaving 
their children with a random babysitter so it's good to talk to them before you go spending money on it yeah definitely do that in collaboration with parents yes and they might have thoughts as well on a ratio of children to babysitter yeah don't give some poor strange woman like (laughs) 65 kids (laughs) she can't handle them she doesn't have enough arms (laughs) some venues might have an area where you'll be able to kind of cordon them off for want of a better expression and have all the kids hang out while the dance floor antics are happening. Yeah, or a bit some, later on. some venues might even have like a ball pit or something set yeah. up. Like some of the really on it venues will have that. Or big resorty venues might have an area where, you know, families who visit the hotel, for example, use as a yeah. creche. So yeah. ask them about that if you think there's a chance they might have something like that yeah. going on. Or they might have some kind of entertainment room for older kids, like teenagers and things as well. So. Crazy golf. I would love nothing more than to be playing a game of crazy golf when I was like 14 at a load of weddings that I wasn't interested in. All this in. is just making me want to be a kid at a wedding. Well, only if you're as conscientious as <laughs> yes. uh, this list might suggest. <laughs> this hypothetical. Yeah. Yeah. And you're probably not going to do all the things no. in this list. In fairness, one or two and you'd be doing well, I think. Well, we're talking about being really thoughtful and generous mm. it's a nice idea to put all of the parents in touch with each other whether it's like set up a whatsapp group and eject yourself don't spend too much time on it because obviously you're planning your wedding but so then that way they can maybe navigate it together and look for a local babysitter or something like that with each other yeah because if you are bringing guests to somewhere that doesn't have great transport links as in like countryside venue in the middle of nowhere Either they're going to go to bed with their kids at 9pm or they're going to need someone to watch them for a couple hours, even though they are there at the wedding. Uh, So that's a good idea. Yeah. We should talk about when it's your own children at your wedding. Yeah, because they deserve a bit of special treatment. We see this all the time. And so it's becoming more and more popular to see weddings of couples where they already have one two three plus children yeah um or blended families or blended families as well children of lots of different ages with loads of gaps in between we see it all so i would say the most important thing with this is to have a plan going yes for the crucial parts of the day so those are getting ready ceremony the sit down meal if that's happening Mm -hmm. and late evening so you need to have a plan for those four and maybe other parts as well yeah particularly for young kids like obviously the older kids be able to manage themselves but for the getting ready if you have a young baby do you want to be changing a nappy when you're mid getting your makeup done or when you're in a new white dress yeah possibly not no we would say on this it's a good idea if you can afford it And you have a childminder who you like and trust to maybe see if you could hire them for a small part of the day, especially for the getting ready. Because you might think, oh, well, like everyone I know will be there, like my mom and my sister and my brother, and they'll all take the kids. Mm -hmm. But they'll all be getting ready too. Yeah. Some of them might be already, you know, two glasses of bubbly in. Yeah. So they'll have great intentions and then they'll be like worrying about their outfit or whatever. Yeah. And then they'll be like, oh God, do I have to? You know, so it might be good to just plumb for a little bit of the budget for a childminder for parts of the day. So you're just not worrying about it so much. Yeah. And I think between you and your other half, it's important to have a conversation as well on where the children will be at certain times of the day. Just so there's no confusion of like, I thought you had them. Yeah, absolutely. And just to make sure that you're both taking the slack as well. It's not yeah. fair for yeah. one of you and to you have to do babysitting all day. And you might have to discuss who the kids will be with for getting ready. If you're getting ready separately and you might both want them in the photos with you or yeah. whatever. So make sure you make a plan with your other yes. half. Now, like family members generally won't mind watching the kids, but... 
like for example parents they'll be happy to watch the kids and like just keep them sort of occupied during the ceremony but I don't think it's really fair to ask them to give up their whole day to watch your kids you can of course it depends the kind of wedding you're having but just bear in mind that it's a special day for them as well and they want to have at least maybe an hour off during the day it's just important either way and I mean you'll know this because you're a parent but that someone's watching and someone knows that that's their job Mm. because it can be obviously tempting when you're like well there's a hundred people I know here everyone's looking out but everyone's also majorly distracted and everyone thinks someone else is looking out yeah. So it's worth having someone whose actual job that is. And as previously discussed, venues aren't super safe places. So no. you don't want to suddenly realise your kid's gone walk about in a random place. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be ideal. Yeah. Um, it's obviously really important to include your children in your wedding if they're of walking, talking age. Mm. So one way you could do this in the ceremony is to ask the officiant to mention your kids. Mm. Um, and of course, you could include them in your ceremony rituals, which yes. we will discuss a little bit we later shall. in the show. The outfits. Now, this was my favourite part. I, I took more pleasure in finding a dress for my niece than I did in my own wedding dress. <laughs> and it worked out, right? It was kind of a little mini version. Um, It did to a point, but actually she took a stretch like in the very short period I left between buying the dress and the wedding and it was kind of a mini dress in the end and she didn't wear the flower crown I bought her but you know she was one and a half so there was no talking to her I am (laughs) just about Uh, that's a really good tip though is um, especially like the younger the kids are the later you should be leaving it to buy the outfit although we had an 11 year old you were buying for and he still outgrew his in maybe the month between buying the outfit and the wedding okay so really he he still wore the dicky bow but everything else was different yeah at any age i think this is the only time i will say this but leave it as late as you can yes to buy just because um the kids are changing size all the time and that's worth keeping in mind and also you never know the kids might be completely fickle and they might have asked you if they could please wear a pink tutu and now they might be like oh i don't want to wear a pink tutu yes so keep in touch with parents yes on so what they would like to wear i think before you even consider shopping for outfits do you have a chat with the parents and obviously if they're old enough a chat with the kids as well and ask them about what they think would be appropriate what they would like and what their needs are around clothes. And don't assume that little girls will want to wear dresses and little boys will want to wear like shorts and suspenders. No. Nope. Because that might not be the case. We had a really cute wedding recently where one of the kids had a cape and it was Aww. really adorable because they wanted him to feel special. I love that. Yeah. yeah, my feeling on this, and again, maybe controversial, is that if you feel like it would be easier for everyone and the kid is maybe in a phase which a lot of kids go through where they're really picky about what they wear like definitely consider letting them wear their like spider-man costume or like a top hat with a dress that looks really fun in the pictures yeah like i know if you're having a very formal wedding that might not be appropriate and you might want them to all dress alike if you have multiple page boys and flower girls obviously you can't have one who's allowed to wear a spider-man costume and the rest have to wear like a pretty little peter pan collar shirt or whatever (laughs) Shout out to Prince George. (laughs) Shout out to Prince George, our eternal style icon. Yeah. Um, But in general, when we see weddings where the kids are wearing something absolutely mad, it's usually really cute and they'll be more comfortable in it. Yes. And comfort is absolutely key. So as much as little baby tuxedos are adorable, um, you know, things like having them wear runners or not 
expecting them to wear like a stiff jacket and things like that are important to keep in mind too because they are children yeah and another thing to discuss with the parents and to keep in mind yourself is temperature so kids temperature is very important i forgot about a cardigan yeah exactly so (laughs) you'll need to remember like a cardigan or a jumper and also if you are getting married in the summer and you've planned like a really fussy dress for example yeah definitely run it by the parents because they might say you know i can tell you now she's going to be too warm in that and she's just going to be bawling her eyes out yeah you don't want that or like my niece had really sensitive skin so you couldn't give her any kind of netting or any synthetic fabric okay yeah so it's worth just checking in as with anything across this entire episode the parents know best yeah so just talk to them because you're not expected to know the minutiae of having children if you don't have any yeah and i think they'll appreciate a little whatsapp message yeah because they'll feel more in control and that they know what the plan is yeah which is important Age-appropriate outfits, I think, are important to keep in mind too. Mm. Again, this is something to converse with the parents or the children themselves if they're old enough. But we talked about this a little bit in the bridesmaid episode. If you're having junior bridesmaids, just that they're in dresses that they feel comfortable in and not necessarily the ones that the adult bridesmaids are wearing. Yeah, and remember that kids of all ages can be picky about what they wear. Yeah. So you might think, oh, a 14-year-old girl, oh, she might have opinions, but a 7-year-old girl might not. Yeah. You don't know. The 7-year-old girl could actually be the one. I had very strong opinions. I'm sure you did. I did. I, I have a vision of me standing in play school sobbing because my mom put me in a tracksuit. Oh, and yeah. And I was like, I don't wear athleisure, mother. And she still doesn't to this day, I don't. gentlemen. <laughs> Were you ever a flower girl? Um, No. Me neither. Oh, regrets. Maybe when we're grannies, we can't. Oh, that'd be so cute together. Oh. Okay, let's do that. Okay, we'll have to orchestrate some kind of grandchild wedding. Yeah. Um, we'll wait for the kids first. <laughs> I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We really are. We really are. Yeah. Listen, it'll happen. It'll 2070. Happen. Sure. We'll be there. Yeah. We should also talk about the jobs that you can give kids at weddings. Yes. So this might be your own kids or immediate family, children or whoever you decide to have be a flower girl or page boy or in the wedding or yeah. maybe you decide that the way to keep kids occupied if you only have one or two attending the wedding yeah. is to give them a job yeah some little kids absolutely adore having a task to do and something to focus on and um yeah it'll keep them occupied all morning while they practice mm. dropping petals or yeah i think it's nice for the parents as well to let the parents know that like no we genuinely have thought about it we really want your kids to be here it wasn't yeah. just an afterthought yeah so the ceremony is an obvious time to get children involved. So you could have them do a reading or a musical performance maybe or bring up the gifts if it's a religious ceremony. Yeah, or look after the rings. Mm. Um, I would say that maybe you need to get their parents to supervise. Yeah, if, if they're, they're under very about young. seven, maybe yeah. do. <laughs> but that's a really cute one and yeah. one that most kids of young age are really capable for. Yeah. Um, rituals now are really nice. So obviously, if your own children are involved, you might want to get them involved in something like a sand ceremony or sand ritual, yes. where different members of the family pour sand from different bottles into one or lighting a uni- unity candle from different candles yeah that's a way to kind of convey that the family are joining and becoming a unit yes i've seen some children take part in the hand fasting which is really sweet as well yeah and even if the kids aren't part of the, your own family with your other half um stuff like if you're having a ring warming you could ask the kids to be in charge of passing the rings yes. around something yeah. like that they would really enjoy i think yeah um we featured a wedding very recently where there was lots of children there 
and the couple asked different children to perform so one played the trumpet and one sang a song and it was like a really sweet little talent show oh my god so cute like a Christmas concert yeah and it just looks so gorgeous and I'd say it set the tone for a really nice day yeah that's the thing about kids at weddings that should be said is that they really really take the formality out of a wedding yeah, they break the ice yeah so it's really nice um if you're looking for a more relaxed wedding day you can really get away with stuff like that yes giving a speech at the reception now this actually happens more than you think yeah I've seen it quite a bit recently we had like three children give speeches or small readings during yeah. the speeches mm. in a week recently yeah and I didn't think that was a thing at all so yeah every day is a school day and our boss Nisha was recently at a wedding where it was going to be a blended family uh, and yes. the eldest child did a speech but it was written by all the kids and it was kind of dedicated to the parents and it sounded so lovely and she just said like there wasn't a dry eye in the room and everyone just thought it was so beautiful. If you have kids attending or in the family and you think they'd like to do that mm. and you think their personalities would lend themselves well yeah. to getting up in front of people, it's definitely worth considering. Yeah, we saw um, in another real wedding recently a teenage boy do the best man speech and apparently it was absolutely hilarious and the photos were brilliant. So that's a nice idea too. Oh, I would love to be at that wedding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fingers crossed I will see something similar. Um, and of course, as well, you could ask the priest or officiant to mention the kids. Yes. Because uh, that's a way I think even kids who aren't related or aren't very close to the couple would be really excited to hear their name right out. Yeah. It would make them interested. Everyone loves a shout out. Kids love a shout out yeah. and a wedding ceremony. So yeah. if you can make it happen, do. Mm. Uh, a few tips, though, of course, for getting kids involved make sure that they're clear on their duties and maybe have a little rehearsal beforehand just to ease any nerves. Yeah, and make sure that they are able to go to the area where they're doing their job beforehand and have a little practice yeah. in the space, like the ceremony space. Yeah. Because kids like structure. Yes, I think it's nice as well to always give them an update if because mm. sometimes they might feel obliged to say yes if you ask them to do something. And then a few days later, the nurse will kick in and they won't be into it. Yeah. So say at our wedding, we had an 11 year old and an 18 month old. So we asked, we kind of gave the 11 year old free reign to opt in or out of things because we didn't think he might want to be yeah. paired with a baby, which was fair. Of course. Um, and so he said he didn't want to walk up the aisle, but he'd be happy to have the rings, which was lovely. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, as long as the kids are you know school going age they will have opinions on what they want yeah. to do or able to do so yeah. just have a really unpressury chat with them yes. and include the parents in that chat yeah. and you should get a gauge on whether it's yeah. going to work or not I think it's important to be realistic kids are kids yeah yeah and things do go wrong the amount of photos we have on the site of children like screaming their way up the aisle oh yeah 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 I am almost surprised if babies don't start bawling their eyes out in yeah. the ceremony at this yeah. stage uh, but the thing about it is is if you look on the bright side that actually usually kind of breaks the ice for a wedding especially yeah. at the most pent up energy and tense part of a wedding yeah. the ceremony yeah. it usually really like gives it a nice relaxed yeah. atmosphere like any celebrant will say it's kind of nice when something goes wrong because it lifts the mood it just lightens everything mm. so if a child can <laughs> help you along with that that's lovely I think it's worth as well saying that to the parents beforehand like look if she starts crying beforehand it's totally fine just leave it yeah because even like I keep using my wedding as my example but you know I was there I remember my sister was so apologetic that my niece cried going up the aisle 
and like was like, I'm so sorry I ruined your big moment. And I was like, do not worry about it at all. It's yeah. totally fine. She looked gorgeous. It was really fun. And you had mentally prepared for yes. the fact that that was probably going to happen. Yeah. She was only tiny. Yes, you know? exactly. It was a big ask to even. Get On her the into day, the dress. It was like, if she doesn't, need, if she runs off, like leave her. It's totally yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good attitude to go into it with if you're yes. having kids at your wedding. To be flexible yeah. and to not expect them to perform on cue because they are not the royal wedding children. I don't know how, how they do that. They get them to be so obedient. Do you think they're like giving Paying them a bit them. of something? <laughs> Paying them, sedating them, who knows? Controversial. I um I don't. But <laughs> I think they're extremely we get sued. <laughs> uh, just for legal clarification, <laughs> I don't think the royal family are sedating or bribing the children. But yeah, I think if you've watched the royal wedding, any of the royal weddings, and you've seen perfectly behaved little ones in like the church. Those little angels that held was Meghan Markle's Like, was bananas. You just can't assume that your kids or your guest kids are going to be like that. No. Because they probably won't. They haven't been groomed from birth to carry your train. To carry veils and yes. things like that. So go into it with an open mind and remember kids at weddings, they're going to be a bit of fun and they're going to be a bit unpredictable. As long as you have that in mind, I think you're on to a winner. One fab day, listener dilemmas. We love nothing more than putting our heads together to solve your wedding related issues. It's what this show is all about. And this week, Selena has chosen the dilemma we're going to discuss. So we had a lovely email in from a groom who is having a same-sex wedding. So he writes, My significant other wants us to get ready together on the morning of the wedding, but I'm conflicted about it. On one hand, I think we would have lovely wedding photos and it would be sweet on our video if we got ready together. But on the other hand, I want to get ready with my wedding party and feel the momentum and adrenaline of seeing him during the ceremony for the first time. There are no dresses involved as we are both wearing suits, but I still think the thrill might be nice. This is a tricky one. I feel like there's a compromise to be made here, right? So you get ready separately with pals Mm -hmm. and then you have a first look. Yeah, and and then maybe have a drink together or something before the ceremony. Have a little moment planned for the two of you with the photographer. So you have nice photos of you with, let's say, your mom, your sister, whoever you want to get ready with. Yeah. And you also have nice photos of you and your other half. Um, you have that really big wow moment of yeah. seeing them. That's captured on in photographs as well. And then you have a nice little moment together, um, like pre-wedding. Yeah, and definitely set aside enough time that that's not a rushed thing. Because I think, I love first looks, but often when you read about it, it's, it sounds like it was a little bit rushed. Mm. Um, so I think it's nice to maybe set aside at least half an hour to just be together beforehand. Because that's obviously the part of it that your partner likes the idea of the only exception to that would be if your partner is particularly nervous or anxious about getting ready and maybe just really wants you there by their side in which case maybe you should give in and make them happy they're the most important person in the room after all absolutely but yeah i think a first look is a great compromise and if you're both wearing suits chances are you're not going to need the amount of getting ready time that let's say a bride would yeah so you can leave like your mom and your sisters to finish getting ready you've taken a few photos of you all drinking champagne and you can go off and use your Wedding morning time, a I'm bit more wisely. Always jealous of how much free time the men folk have on the day of a wedding. I'd say 90% of them go down to the pub. Yeah. Um, jealous. I 
I was helping a friend of mine get ready for her wedding a few weeks back and I was there from 9am to I think 3pm when we left for the ceremony and in that time my husband had a nap, went to the supermarket, went for a really nice slap of lunch, had a bath, drank red wine in the bath. I know this because I popped back and there was red wine on the floor of the bathroom. Amazing. And then also put on his suit and looked lovely. In that time, I got my hair and makeup done. So yeah, you are a groom. <laughs> Make the most of that morning yes. time. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Tell everybody that before the day is out, we shall have a wedding. Or a hanging. Either way, we ought to have a lot of fun, huh? Your non-wedding homework this week. If there's one thing we're adamant about here at the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast, it's allowing yourself some time away from wedding planning to rest and recharge. And this week, Claire is recommending a handy way that you can do just that. What so have we got? This isn't going to be groundbreaking. Reading. <laughs> but no, it's because this month there are some amazing books out from great Irish authors, largely female authors. So some of the ones on my reading list are Sophie White's Filter This, the new Ashing book, and Vicky Phelan's autobiography are all out this month and definitely worth a look. I think, yeah, it's definitely worth shouting out the female authors uh, because we often forget to redress the balance. Yes, it's all Shakespeare this, Roald Dahl that. Yeah. Arthur Miller this. We are really well read, guys. Yes. Um, but no, definitely, I do think um, it's good as well to get into the habit of doing a bit of a maybe like every second month bookshop. Mm-hmm. Because if you go into the bookshop physically as well, you often find stuff you wouldn't if you were browsing online. Yes. So definitely. it's a great excuse when you know that there is a book coming up you really want to get yep. to go in, pay your bookshop a little visit. And if they are local female authors, all the better. Exactly. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. That's a wrap on episode 30 of the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. If you've got a burning question or comment, we'd love you to send it our way. You can email us at hello at onefabday.com or DM us on social. We're at onefabday on all the major social channels. We would love it if you could help us spread the word about the podcast by either rating and reviewing us on iTunes or by recommending the show to a friend. It only takes a few minutes, but it makes a huge difference to us. And as we come to the end of this episode, be sure to head over to onefabday.com for more wedding planning, inspiration, and information. We've got terrific features on the site this week across real wedding style, planning and decor. So enjoy. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 